720 WGN. John Hanson here on Let's Get Legal, powered by the Illinois State Bar Association on a Sunday afternoon. John Heggie joins us now. Now, John, we're normally on on, sun, on Saturdays, so it's Sunday. So let's uh, let's lay out for people a little about who you are and what you do. You and your wife, Heggie Walker Law Firm. Yeah, so we're an estate planning law firm. Uh, we're up in Glenview, Northbrook area, although we service all of the state of Illinois, thanks to Zoom and, and our friend, for our positive results from COVID, I guess, yeah, uh, is right. that we get to uh, have, you know, have Zoom now. So, and we help people plan their estate, you know, which means creating trust, creating wills, powers of attorney, uh, assisting them with real estate matters. And then, of course, unfortunately, we do the opposite side of all that and mm-hmm. take people through the probate process. Right. If, if they haven't set a plan, right? Correct. Exactly. You and your wife do it together. Absolutely. It's a family business. And there's never friction. <laughs> That's funny. You always always alternate. Sometimes we get Corinne, sometimes we get John. You're both great people. And really, and I've talked about it on our shows, whether you're on it or not, and talking about estate planning, you really take time to get to know what people want. I mean, that's the end. That's at the end of the day, you're just trying to, you know, as a, as their lawyer. Once they hire you, you're just trying to get information from them. What what do they really want to have happen with what they built up in their lives, and what can we do to make it easier when that moment happens? Right, and that's the great thing about estate planning is if you come in ahead of time, you get to dictate the terms, so you get to make sure your things go where you want them to go. Uh, if you don't make a plan, then in essence, the court makes a plan for you. And, and sometimes that's what you want. Um, and sometimes it's not. Uh, right. Most of the times it's not. And we are always talking about, oh, this celebrity passed. They didn't have a will. We talked a couple of weeks ago right. about the $11 million estate that got divvied up, I think, by the by the state. And they had to figure that out and pay lawyers and all that. That doesn't seem to be enough. Those horror stories or people, people that call in and they're like, my aunt passed and this is all really confusing. Is still not enough to get people to make an estate plan. So let's start there. Right. What evidence is out there? What numbers out there? How many people, on average, are actually making estate plans and writing those things down with lawyers and such? Well, making the plan—that's a small minority, mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit. So there, there's a you know a few surveys that go out every every now and again. Uh, you know, the one of the more recent ones I saw said it was well over seventy five percent. I've seen some of those numbers well, well seventy five percent don't that don't make a plan whatsoever. And, you know, interesting, too, like within the different subsections of the population, you know, you, you've got a, an aging population, the boomer group, and the, the majority of them do not make a plan. Uh, it's it's very disturbing. Um, it, it leads to a lot of tragic results and less tragic, just costly. Right. To go through the probate process, you know, you're looking at almost a minimum of $5,000. Right. Uh, because you have to hire an attorney. You can't, you know. In theory, I suppose one could represent themselves, but it would be pretty difficult to do so and mm-hmm. certainly would not be a good idea. Right. Uh, but just court fees alone will cost you a few thousand. Why don't people do it? Well, the, and the, I say that as someone who right. hasn't always gone through the process either, right? Why do we not do it? Well, I think that the survey breaks that, breaks it down into you know, a couple different categories. Uh, you know, a, a small percentage of people think, well, you know, I don't really have an estate. I don't have that much. I'm not a person with $11 million. I will say an estate makes it sound so regal, very grand. Right. You you think of the English countryside and uh, (laughs) Lord and Lady Mayweather, uh, you know, passing along their estate, but it's not that at all. In the state of Illinois, uh, if you have more than a hundred thousand dollars in assets, and that includes real estate, even if there's a mortgage on it, 
that doesn't mean just the equity in it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's an estate that's going to require probate. That's the law in Illinois. $100,000 or more has to go through probate. Now, we avoid probate with our planning process, uh, but if you don't plan, that's where you're going to be. I think another big uh, chunk of people don't do it just because I'll get around to it later. Yeah, you know, right, right. right. You know, when I, when it's I'm on close, my list. Right. And, and of course, you know, bad things happen all the time and people don't have the ability to plan uh, because they waited too long. We're talking with John Heggie from Heggie Wagner Law, H-E-G-G-I-E, uh, law.com. That's where people can go for more information. We're just getting started. There's other reasons why people don't do it. Maybe you've got some too. 312-981-7200. You can either call and talk about that or if you've got questions, maybe you're involved in a situation that you need some help with. Maybe someone has passed and there's some confusion. Maybe you're looking to set up a plan, but you don't know what to do next. Those are all great questions. We'll do it for you. 312-981-7200. More with John Heggie after the news on WGN. With 720 WGN, it's Let's Get Legal. We're powered by the Illinois State Bar Association. We're talking estate planning with John Heggie from Heggie Walkner Law Firm. And, uh, John, we've been talking about the reasons people don't get around to estate planning. First uh, point we brought up was the idea that I don't have an estate because I've been watching a lot of Downton Abbey lately. And, uh, yes, those feel like estates. Uh, my little place in Downers Grove doesn't feel that way, but it certainly is, even though I've barely paid off any of the mortgage. I just got the place, but that's part of an estate. It absolutely is. All right, so i got to do some planning. People say uh, it's too costly. What's I mean, it, it is going to cost. I mean, let's be honest. There is going to be some cost to doing estate planning. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a fee with that, um, but I can guarantee that the cost of estate planning, whether it just be a very simple one or, or even a more complex plan, is always going to be significantly less than going to probate court. Um, it's just court requires attorneys. It requires court fees. It requires time. Um, it gets really expensive really quick. Uh, whereas, you know, a little bit of money up, up front can save all that whole entire process. Uh, right. A stitch in time saves nine. There you go. I think that there's, there is something about like, well, that won't be my problem. But if you've, you know, if you're saving for your kids' college to set them up for a better life, if you hope to pass on assets to them, then you're already thinking what's better for that next generation. Right. And I don't think people are selfish. I think most people do want to help out. I think maybe if they don't realize the burden they're passing on without putting an estate plan together. Right. And it's not just the financial costs. And, and it, the financial costs are significant. It's, it's the time involved for the people that you're trying to provide for. And, you know, it's going to take you a year, a year plus. It's going to be a lot of headache. Yeah. I think then the th- one of the big reasons 12% of people say they don't know how to get a will. Well, you call 847-272-7360. That's, <laughs> that's an excellent choice, John. That's how you do that. Um, but it may also be like, I don't know how to get a will. I don't know whether I get a will or a trust. I don't know what I have. What can we do? Are you guys, do you take calls from people just like that? I have no idea Absolutely. what to do. Always, yes. We'll come in, initial consultation. We've got to get to know you. We've got to get a plan and what's going to work for you. And not every plan works for every person, but there is a plan for every person. I know you do a lot of trusts, but if someone really feels and you guys agree that maybe a will will suffice, you probably have no problem doing that, right? Oh, that's absolutely correct. I think that a lot of people feel like you're going to be pushed into a plan that's too extravagant for what you need. And I'm sure you'll lay out the pros and cons of both and let them make their decision. Absolutely. The, the plan has to be the right choice for the for the person. And, and listen, I'm sure you could find an attorney that would be more than willing to sell you much more than you need or want, uh, but it's not going to be us. Yeah. So we want to get what's right for you and uh, 
proceed from there. I always say when I talk about you guys on air, you're just good people. It's I, I like the idea of a husband and wife team helping out. You guys are family folks. Got two of your kids here with us in the studio. Absolutely. Like, you get it. You're going through the life that a lot of parents in this area go through, and uh, I think that means a lot. We had a question from the 773. My question, my only major asset is my 401k. Is it just sufficient enough to have a beneficiary named in that, or do I need to get a will as well? That's a good question. Yeah, so uh, definitely naming beneficiaries on your major asset will distribute the property where you want it to go, or I should say the asset where you want it to go. So Mm -hmm. in this case, it's the 401k. So you know the only complicating factors with just naming one beneficiary is what if that beneficiary dies before you, or what Mm -hmm. if they die with you in some sort of common accident? Then where does the things go? So you should definitely have backup beneficiaries listed as well if you're going to go that route and then also kind of think through the scenario of of what could happen if they're not there to 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 take that versus if you were to put it into a trust and and, you know we would designate the trust the beneficiary the trust would could envision maybe more scenarios than you're allowed to put in on that beneficiary form but all that being said if it's a, a very simple type of distribution uh you know, sometimes it can be very appropriate just to do that. I would generally have a will because, you know, we talked about you having a state, even if you don't think you do, sure, your 401k might be your, your biggest asset, but you've got furniture, maybe you've got jewelry, you've got, you know, you've got other things of value that need to be distributed. Mentioning those beneficiaries, obviously, uh, people, maybe at the end of the year is a good chance just to make sure you're logged in and go look at all those things. Yeah. Because there's sometimes disagreements where someone had made a beneficiary, maybe when they were married, they split. They've changed their will or trust or something to reflect the current situation, but this beneficiary is still listed this way. Does that happen? How does that get resolved? Uh, yeah, it happens all the time. And you know how it generally gets resolved is it's how you listed it on the beneficiary form. Really? So not the will or the trust. It goes, right. defaults to that asset specifically. Most, right, because that's a contract that you have with the person who holds your 401k. You've told them what to do, uh, so you need to make sure you told them what you want to do you to do so even if you've uh gone and gotten a will or a trust or maybe they worked with you guys and i'm sure you remind this of your clients go and look at all of your your even if it's that 401k from that one company 15 years ago 20 years ago you don't touch it ever you never rolled it into something go look at those absolutely and the year end is a perfect time to do it and you know these days most of that stuff's online so you can do it while you're sitting here and listening to your favorite wgn broadcast <laughs> How, oh, this is from the 630. How long does it take to get a to get a trust together? Oh, you know, once we've got, you know, the important information, like basically where do you want your things to go? What what kind of things do you have? Uh, you know, to get that set up, you know, it's it's just a week or two process. It's a meeting with us. Then we have some time to draft it. Then we get together. We go over it uh, and then, you know, have a, a formal signing. 847 wants to know, how many documents do I need to have ready? What kind of documents do I need? So we just need to know. The, the big question, where do you want your things to go? You know, who's, who's in your family? Who's in your distribution tree? Or, you know, if, you don't, if you're not going to go through, you know, towards the family process. So that know? initial call, it's not like I need to have the billion forms at, 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 my, at my fingertips. No, not at all. We just need to know about you, who's in your life, what, you know, what, what are your goals, you know, where do you want your things to go and how do you want them to go there? Um, you know, obviously, if there's children and things, we, you know, we, when I say how they go there, that has to go to them in a specific manner. You can't have an eight-year-old inherit a bunch of money. I mean, it might <laughs> right. be fun. It'd be a good might movie. Be It'd be a great movie. But uh, I think it was a couple of great yeah, movies. Yes. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we, we just have to have that kind of information. And it is important for you to know what you have. Right. Uh, so that we can plan for that appropriately. Right. And I think it is 
do you find that people end up having more than they realize? Oh, always. Almost everyone does. You know, you don't think about, like, you have a life insurance policy, right? Well, you don't ever think about that as cash in your pocket because it's not. Um, mm-hmm. But it is a value, and it, you you are passing that along to someone. So, uh, you know, you've got that. You've got that 15-year-old 401k that you talked about that maybe you haven't checked on in a while. And, well, while the last six months haven't been great, but the, the, yeah. the few years before that, uh, they probably ran it up pretty big. So, it, you know, sometimes it's more than you think. 312-981-7200. That's our phone number for more questions. We're getting some great ones. You can call in. You can text in. We're going to be uh, with John in, uh, for another 10 or 15 minutes. So please call in right now, 312-981-7200. You can reach John and Corinne at 847, wait, 847, right? 847-272-7360. I wrote 874 down. That's not a number in the area. 847-272-7360. We'll get to your calls. We'll get to your texts. I see them lighting up right now after this on Let's Get Legal, powered by the Illinois State Bar Association on WGN. 720 WGN. This is uh, John Hansen on Let's Get Legal, powered by the Illinois State Bar Association. John Heggie joins me. Corinne, your wife, uh, joins us as well in many ways, too. I, how's she doing? Everything going well? She's doing fantastic. You guys are great and uh, really good people to chat with. And um, let's go to the phone line. We got a question from Karen joining us now out of Arlington Heights. Hey, Karen, how are you doing? I'm good, John. How are you today? Good. And you say, John, it counts for both of us. So uh, what's your question? Yes, I do for both of you, indeed. <laughs> um, John, um I have a question regarding a family member who had a, um, uh, a, 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 his dad passed away suddenly. He's an adult um, child who has a disability. And the father passed away, and he has an estate under $100,000. How would, we're trying to help out as a family, trying to see what, how to transfer deeds and car titles, things like that. What What's the best way? I know we had a small estate affidavit that, had to be filled out and signed uh, for um, his you know, what he had left in his uh, bank account, checking account. But how do you do um, the other larger items? Well, it obviously depends on the size of those items. So we're not talking about any real estate that would be over that $100,000 limit. So we've, then we can right. stay in the small estate affidavit world. So you can just deal with the Secretary of State for vehicles. Uh, they, they use the same form. They'll want to see the original deed if they can, uh, or the original car title if you have it. Um, they'll want to see the death certificate. And, you know, even though they might have had a small estate, he may have had a will. And if he's got that, then they'd want to see that as we well. We haven't found anything. Okay. We're still searching. <laughs> but there's a there's an absolute process to change all that, you know, uh, to change ownership on those or if you're going to sell them. If you're going to sell them, the simplest thing is to take it to a car dealer, someone like CarMax, someone like that. Otherwise, if you're going to keep it and transfer the, the name of the person on the title, you can deal with the Illinois Secretary of State's office. That's not good, Karen. So Do you have any other questions? Selling, selling it. Well, I was just saying selling something, you would need the owner to sign the bill of sale, wouldn't you? Or the title? But here, obviously, the owner can't sell it or can't sign it. So there's a legal process for that. And that includes that small estate affidavit. It includes proving that that person is deceased with the death certificate. Okay. And, you know, if you were going to, since we don't have a will, it'll just flow to his son by law. Right. His only only heir. Right. Okay. And the same would go with uh, with a a condo that still has a mortgage. Well, oh, yeah. How much is the condo worth? Uh, the condo, it's a small condo, only it's worth uh, probably only about sixty, seventy thousand. Okay. But there's still a more. So it's real estate, it. okay. 
Yeah. So yeah. when we start to add up these assets, we're going to make sure we're still under that 100000 limit. Otherwise, the small estate affidavit right. doesn't work. But there's a process for that. You can call our office and we, we can talk you through that. That's probably the best way because there's some specifics, I think, Karen. I know you don't want to share everything out there, obviously. That's, that's always interesting about a call-in show. You don't want to air every grievance or everything that's going on there. Uh, 847-272-7360, the best number for Karen to reach you guys at. That'd be great. Karen, thanks for the phone call, okay? Thank you so much. I enjoy your show. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, let's get back again to why people might want to call you and the questions that you ask them and answer and how that process works. Uh, you know, Because I think, again, people don't quite know everything that they have or what they do. So how do you guys frame that for people when you chat with them? Well, I think it's a little more simply to state it more simply than I did last time. It's, it's just simply what do you own? How do you own it? And where do you want it to go? Right. What do you mean by how do you own it? Well, there's, you know, if you, you own property with a spouse, you might own it jointly. You might own it in something called uh, tenants in, by the entirety or there's tenants in common. There's, there's all kinds of ways to do that. So most of the time, people own their assets outright themselves. Uh, but sometimes there's a shared ownership. Right. Something that was different at the start of this year was the Transfer on Death Instrument Act, right? That's right. Talk us a little through about what that is, how it works, and what is different this year. So this this is a process that varies state to state. So I would start off, if anyone's listening, first off, you've got to find out what your state's laws are. Uh, and in Illinois, uh, it used to be used for residential property, where basically you name a beneficiary uh, where the title transfers on your death to this other person. Uh, so like a beneficiary, like with anything else, you right. name it. Okay. It's, it's, it's a very similar concept. Uh, and all that, you, then you file that form. It's you know a toady, transfer on death instrument with the recorder of deeds, and it sits in your file. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when you were to pass away, the, the beneficiary comes forward and they present themselves as the beneficiary and proof of, that you are deceased, and then they get title. Well, that sounds easy peasy. Yeah, it's, it, it does have a lot of positives in some cases. Again, though, we have these these problems that pop up consistently, though, is like that beneficiary predeceases you. That mm-hmm. beneficiary didn't know to make the claim. That beneficiary isn't in a position to inherit something for whatever reason. Like they, they don't, they're on some sort of aid or, or, or there's a reason they don't want to do it. So, so it can create some problems. It also doesn't help you like a trust does in avoiding probate and exposure to creditors. Uh, you know, including simply if you're end of life, you use the, uh, you know, the state of Illinois provided a lot of health care for you. They're going to come back and want that money mm. uh, and they can attach it to your house versus if you had put that home, didn't use a toady, you put it into a trust. It, it, they don't even know that the process exists. Is this like... I'm trying to find a way to compare what this is. Is it like, hey, this at least solves a few major issues that happen for people that aren't going to do a simple... Hey, here's a real simple way to at least make things marginally better, but it it still leaves so many blind spots that for someone that really wants to put together a plan, they should not rely on a toady. Correct. But, you know, if you've got a really simple distribution pattern and it's it's like you said, then it, it can be, it can be great. Uh, and nowadays you can use it on commercial property, too, which is a big change in the law uh, where that didn't used to be the case in the past. It was only for residential. Do you avoid estate taxes with the toady? No, you don't. It goes towards the total value of your estate. So if you were trying to do some sort of pre-gifting or it, I don't get too technical, where there's a, a difference between the federal limit and the state limit mm-hmm. on the amount you can give. Uh, it's not going to help you with that. There are other ways to do that uh, where, you know, you can make a gift now that saves you from Illinois state tax later. Right. right. But that that wouldn't be the instrument. I think what I'm 
there's a new law that new employees a lot of times automatically get enrolled to a 401k. And I think that that is a really great thing because it at least gets people starting to think about saving for their future. I feel like a toady could be like an instrument into the world of estate planning. It, It offers you a simple door in, but hey. Now that we're in, let's look at what's really best. Yeah, I think that that is a good idea, John. And in, with all estate planning, one of the great things about it is you plan ahead of time. You get to change that plan, too. Okay. Uh, 847-272-7360. I chat with John or Corinne. 847-272-7360. HeggyLaw.com. Correct? That's it. John, it's good to see you and part of the family as well. Oh, thank you very much. Great tell, to see you, John. Yeah, tell Corinne I said hello, and we'll be chatting with one of you guys on Friday as well. Will do. All right. Uh, more, uh, we'll wrap things up after this, and we'll check in the news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom after this on WGN.